car accident that changed his life forever. How he was able to overcome both his physical and mental scars. His CPR strategy for getting yourself through a tough challenge or a tough time. The importance of humility. How pain has been his biggest teacher and so much more coming right up. This is episode number 381 with internationally recognized speaker and number one best-selling author, Cody Burns. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Best You Podcast with me, your host, Nick Carrier. I believe the path to getting closer to the best version of yourself is different for all of us, but I believe it follows the same framework. Our lives have six different areas, our health, our personal life, career, financial, spiritual, and relational. And in order to get closer to the best version of ourselves, I truly believe that we want to be managing all of those areas of our lives at all times, but also be spiking in one of them. If you want to learn how to do this, then check out my free Best You Planner and Video course at nickcarrier.com slash best journey. Again, nickcarrier.com slash best journey. Try it for free. Today, I am pumped to bring you guys Cody Burns. Cody is an internationally recognized speaker, a number one best-selling author, and he's the founder of the Cody Burns Foundation for Burn Survivors. In May 2013, Cody's life was changed drastically after he was rear-ended by a box truck while stopped at a red light on the highway. He was literally considered dead until first responders saw his hand move. He received a lot of injuries that day, including severe burns to almost 40% of his body. After years of countless surgeries and rehabilitation, Cody has chosen to not allow his scars to keep him bound in bitterness and defeat. Instead, he uses his story to uplift others, which is super inspiring, because his vision is to help other people live free from the bonds of scars, both physically and emotionally, and to equip them with the proper steps to walk out of their past hurt and defeat and run toward their full potential. Before diving in, be sure you're listening and subscribing to the Best You Podcast on the Apple Podcast app, on iTunes, on Spotify, on YouTube, and be sure you share this episode with a friend or family member while you're listening. All you have to do is send them to nickcarrier.com slash podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, then I would love it if you leave a five-star rating and review. But y'all, without further ado, here we go. Here's to getting closer and closer to your best you with the one and only Cody Burns. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Best You Podcast. Today, I'm super excited to be joined by the one and only Cody Burns. Uh, Cody, I just want to start off by saying thanks so much for spending the time with me today. Oh, man, thank you for having me. So, so happy to be here. Yeah, well, thanks, man. Thanks. It's going to be going to be a fun one. I just kind of want you to start off by kind of orienting my audience a little bit for a couple quick minutes on your story and a little bit about that day back in, in May 2013. And then uh, we'll be off and running from there. So just orient my audience a little bit with that story. All right. Sounds good. Well, uh, for the listeners, um, just as Nick said, my name is Cody Burns. And it's interesting that my last name is pronounced Burns because I am a burn survivor. And it's it's very ironic. And, you know, I what people always say, you know, God has a sense of humor. And I really believe he does. I mean, if you don't believe me, just go to Walmart and watch people. Um, it's entertaining. So it's it's funny, you know, but, I, you know, as a burn survivor, I had to learn to, you know, to laugh at the situation because it, it's kind of comical if you think about it. You know, so I, I, I give permission to listeners and viewers. It's OK to laugh. 
It really is, as long as you don't make jokes, because, you know, I hate to get roasted. That's all I'm going to say about that. I am 40% burned, 40% burned, uh, which I will be talking about here in the next couple minutes. But I discovered something, Nick. I mean, this is fascinating. I didn't know if you knew this or not, but as a burn survivor, and I have 40% my body surface burned, I get a 40% discount at the crematorium. So when that time comes, I, hey, you know, I'm already ahead of the game. And so, you know, you, you take what you can. So all that to say, man, I'm happy and I'm blessed to be here. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm deep fried, but I'm happy to be here. So my background, I live in Tampa, Florida, and I'm originally from Southern Indiana and growing up in a great home, very blessed. And I fell in love with God at a young age. And so my background is, is heavily involved in faith. And whenever I went to church, I got to go to a kid's camp and with all the other kids. And for those that are interested, like, or what is a kid's camp exactly? And so during the day, there's all these activities, but at night they had a special camp speaker. And this particular speaker not only was he up there delivering this wonderful message, he was also juggling. And I'm like, man, that is right up my alley. Because years before that, I went to a circus and I seen this guy juggling. And I was like, you know, I want to do that. And so I taught myself how to juggle. So going back to the kids camp experience, the guy's up on the platform, he's speaking, but he's also juggling. I thought, man, how cool is that? But it was like something on the inside of me in that moment said that this is what I'm going to be doing with my life. I'm called to deliver a message of hope, to encourage others that no matter what life brings you, you can get back up and live a better tomorrow. And so all through my young years, I pursued that vision for my, for my life. I was very passionate about it. I was a very uh, unique kid. And the fact that I enjoyed juggling and I was always entertaining. I mean, I, I looked at every opportunity as an opportunity to grow. And so, I mean, I was doing fairs, um, multiple churches, organizations, started doing corporate stuff. I mean, you name it. Anything I could do, I was doing it. And so actively pursuing the the talents and you know I am the world's greatest juggler so I got really good really good at my juggling so I'm the world's greatest Nick uh, in your price range in your price range but uh, you know and, and people always ask you know how good was you in the juggling well I got really good because I could juggle seven balls at one time true story there's videos of me on YouTube doing that so seven balls at one time it takes a lot of balls to do that trick you know, I was so passionate about this skill, but it was more so, I was more so passionate about giving that message of hope. And so fast forwarding to age 23, up at this point, I was a children's pastor at the same time of working with children on a weekly basis. I traveled the country speaking at camps, conferences, and really just, I mean, whether they were in church or not in church, man, I just loved on people. And just to give them that message, you know, no matter what life is bringing you, you can live a better tomorrow. I utilized the juggling, the comedy, made people laugh, enjoy themselves. And so life was going great for me. And then it was on a Friday afternoon. I was driving back to my office and I was stopped at a red light on the highway. And I was actually parked behind another van 
And I have to be honest with you and your listeners that, you know, I, I don't actually remember the wreck. Um, I kind of give it away just then, didn't I? Uh, so, yes, folks, there's a wreck. So I don't remember it. I just remember everything I did that morning. So I'm stopped at a red light behind a van and I had a refrigerator box truck that did not stop on impact of the box truck hitting my Dodge Durango my Dodge blows up into flames. And so the van in front of my car went to one side of the intersection. Mine was pushed through into an embankment. And for those that are curious online, if they Google my name, they can find images of the wreck. The Sheriff's Department took hundreds of photos. And what's interesting about this is that when the fire department came to the scene, just by the looks of it, they said, it's a fatality. There's no way anybody could survive this. So they had already called the coroner. And the lady that was in front of me, fortunately, she was okay. So their big, their, their main focus was on her and helping her get out. And then now, and also the driver of the truck that hit me, he was fine too. I, on the other hand, was left for dead. However, they saw somehow or another, one of the first responders eventually saw some movement on my hand. They could see through the flames, my hands up on the steering wheel, and that little bit of movement changed everything for me. And so I like taking the story and also having that parallel with everyone in life today, because I do believe that there's a lot of people in today's world that have found themselves at red lights, also at literal red lights, mind you, but we can look at that and we can say, well, red light could be maybe a sudden death of a loved one. Maybe that is a loss of a job. Maybe that's divorce. There's many different stoplights that people suddenly encounter. And it seems like their world and everything they was aiming towards suddenly came to a stop. And they find themselves trapped in difficult circumstances. And they just wonder, is there hope for me? But I'm here to tell everybody that if you would make a little bit of movement, that little bit of movement can go a long way. And so I'm here today because of that little bit of movement. Even though I don't remember it, that's where I really credit it to God that God took control in that moment. And I'm here. I'm here. So because of that, they got me out. Took them a good hour to get me out of that thing. They put me on a stretcher. They lifelined me to the burn unit in Indianapolis, Indiana. It was there. I was put into a coma on full life support for three weeks. I did have severe burns, second degree burns on my face. Second degree, they don't scar. Uh, third degree I had and fourth degree burns. Never have I heard of that. Um, it burns through all of your fat cells down in bone and muscle. And in some cases, it requires amputation. And so I had 40% body covered, third, fourth degree burns, and then broken vertebrae on top of it. I had pneumonia. I had a blood infection. I had a lot of stuff that went down. Uh, but I'm going to pause there because I can keep going on. Yeah. Um, but I want to certainly give you the chance to talk. This is your yeah. show, not mine. <laughs> no, that was that was awesome. And I appreciate you giving all that background and everything and all that context because I think that was really important. And so actually before I even kind of expand on the actual action in itself and the burns and the recovery, I kind of want to rewind a little bit back to when you were at that kid's camp and you saw that person speaking and juggling and you kind of realized almost 
right away that you wanted to do that or at least something pretty darn similar to that moving forward in your life? Because I feel like there is that moment a lot of times for people. Sometimes it takes seeing somebody else doing something to turn that flashlight on, to turn that light bulb on in their brain and be like, oh, that's be, that would be something that I really want to do. So what was it about seeing that person doing the speaking and the juggling that you think turned that light bulb on for you? What really stood out to me, it, I mean, obviously him doing that, but it was also the fact that my peers, the people, the kids that I was with, they were being encouraged and he was up there making a difference. And also in my own life, you know, I felt very uplifted. I thought, what an incredible way to really just entertain, but more so than entertaining, give people something that they can take home and apply to their lives. And that to me is like, that's what it's all about. And, and so obviously my faith is a big part of me, but I know that many people, um, you know, if they're not Christians or who knows, I mean, I gosh, the list's broad, but no matter what your background is, if even if you're in business, sales, whatever, I mean, we're in the, we're in the, this world to serve others. And when you start recognizing that, man, it, it's so empowering and it's like, all right, how can I serve the world to make the world a better place? And how can I serve others? Make a difference. Because life is short. And, and so, and as a young child, I mean, you don't fully grasp that. But then again, you're being told that. The speaker certainly lets you know. And, you know, you experience some form of, you know, people passing away and stuff as, as a child, but not a ton. But still, you, you almost, you know, there's this sense of urgency. And, and you want to make the most of your life. And for me... That's, you know, for some, it is hard for people to grasp that, uh, gosh, a kid this young, I was probably maybe, uh, maybe say nine or 10 when this all went down, but that's still very young to kind of have that mentality. And so not many children do. And I mean, heck, there's even adults that technically don't think that way. But, you know, I was very blessed to have parents and people in my life that was telling me this is how it is. And so it, it stuck with me as a little boy. And so... I was like, you know, everybody has to have a job. So I would love to have a job where I can serve and make a difference. And at the same time, enjoy, enjoy myself doing it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I like that. Well, uh, let's, let's move a little bit into kind of the recovery process. So you went into a coma for about three weeks. When you come out of it, you're, what, are you just like, how long does it take you to like reorient yourself to the world as to like, now this is my life and here's what I have to do to start recovering. Yeah. Oh man. Well, it, it was a lot. And, and I always tell people the story of my family being there and I had an amazing community. And when this all went down, I mean, news about the wreck spread like wildfire because I had already built up this big following prior to the wreck because of my career and what I was doing. And so the outpouring was wonderful. Many people came to pray and yet visit and be there for my family. But I remember my mom's words and she's there at my bedside and I'm just coming to, I mean, I'm still like heavily medicated and I can't quite grasp everything just yet, but I knew that I was in a hospital. I knew that this was not my regular bed. Something went down. 
And so my mom, she shares, you know, Cody, you were hit by a box truck and you have severe burn injuries and your recovery is going to be a long, difficult journey. But no matter what, Cody, do not lose sight of your vision. Do not lose sight of your vision. And I think, my gosh, you know, how many times people in life, we all find ourselves where we get knocked down and we need people whether it be your mom or your best friend or your coworker or whoever, your spouse, someone to remind us of what is most important. And as a speaker and everything I do today, I simply just remind people, don't lose sight of what is most important in this life. Because so often we get caught up in the motions that we neglect some of the things that are the most valuable. And so it was difficult. It was still the beginning of my recovery because I was in the burn unit for two and a half months. I had many surgeries. I then had to go to a rehabilitation center for six weeks. I had to relearn to walk. I had to relearn to use my hands, uh, basically bathe and take care of myself again. I mean, it was so humbling because one minute, you know, you're traveling the world, you're doing all these things, you're healthy. And man, next thing you know, you're, you're just at the mercy of these doctors and nurses to take care of you. And so it was a long journey. And then after I got out of the rehab center, I had to do outpatient physical and occupational therapy for almost two years. And I had many more surgeries during that time. And just to get to a place where I could be somewhat independent again. So it was a long journey. And through that time, you know, you certainly learn about, you learn a lot about life and as well as yourself. And you start reevaluating things. And it was very, very healing for me on many levels. But at the same time, you know, my, my faith was tested. Uh, my message was tested. And everything I stood for. But in the end, now I can honestly say that it's stronger than ever. And it's, it's been a blessing in a roundabout way. But uh, I want to let you continue to ask some questions because there's a lot. You may say, well, how is that? So I can certainly yeah. say. So I feel like with the recovery process, anytime we're working towards a goal, if you will, there's going to be ups and downs, right? There's, you're going to be seeing progress and then you're like, crap, what the heck? And you take a step back and I'm sure you saw the same or similar things, you would make some progress and then there would be another surgery and then you make some progress and maybe be another surgery. And I'm a, I'm a fitness coach, a fitness trainer, and I have people who have weight loss goals a lot of times and they'll see some weight loss and then they'll have a bad week and it'll go back up and then see some weight loss and have a bad week and go back up. And again, it's anybody who has a worthwhile goal will have somewhat of ups and downs. So what allows you to keep moving and not get too knocked down during those times when your progress is hindered. What what allows you to stay motivated enough to continue to follow through and continue to take action towards that goal? Yeah, man, that's a great question. And and I, I'm glad you brought up the health aspect to it as well, because during this time I gained a lot of weight. I mean, brother, I got so heavy. Um, I mean, it, it was the, the heaviest I ever been. I was darn near 370 pounds. And so I've been on a health journey, still on a health journey, uh, not fully at my goal, but I've lost over a hundred. 
up to this well, point. And, and, and thank you, brother. I, I burned a lot of calories. I, I know that, that, yeah, maybe some people will catch that. Uh, some more morbid humor for you. But <laughs> it was, a you know, and so I, I, I relate to that. You know, I connect with it because it is an up and down journey. But for me, you know, something I encourage people is that, I mean, there's different accurate acronyms that I love. But I will use the one, I used this this morning, and I often will use this in my talks. Um, I talk about CPR. And CPR is an acronym. And if you are finding yourself in a place where I want to be rejuvenated, you know, my life suddenly is knocked down. I want to try to get back up or maybe they find themselves at the plateau where, you know, they're no longer experiencing that weight loss or whatever it may be. If you stick to CPR, you will have no other options but to see results. And it's really as simple as that. So the C stands for community. We have to have a good community of people surrounding us. I would not be where I am today if I didn't have other people that were encouraging me, that were in my corner. Uh, man, the, the, the very thing that you're doing, but the thing that you're doing with as a health coach, I mean, I also had to have a health coach. And so there's, there's so much power when you have people that are coaching you, mentoring you, guiding you. We are a byproduct of those that we surround ourselves with. And if you want good results to come about in your life, then find those people that are producing those results and just immerse yourself in that community. And, you know, for me as a burn survivor, I mean, I very easily could have fell into that victim mentality because obviously this was what happened to me at that stoplight was not my fault. But because of the driver's poor choices, I suffered the consequence. And, you know, that's just the result of our world. There is consequences to our actions. And so I very easily could say, that's it. Woe is me. You know, this is all my life will ever be. But no, no, I don't have to accept that. My life, there's so much more to my life. Were you able to adopt that mindset pretty quickly? Like, have you? were you always just that person? Kind of like when you came out of that coma and you realized everything that happened and kind of were checked into reality, did you ever immediately take on the victim mentality at all or throughout the process did you ever or were you always pretty much able to be like you know what no I'm not going to sit in my own pity and I'm going to continue to take action regardless that's a great question and, and so and I and I tell you I mean if I'm being vulnerable and honest I did have my moments I mean I I, I am certainly human and you know I had like I said I suffered depression I was back and forth but I will say one of the most pivotal moments for me was that I had gotten this garbage bag full of get well cards from a bunch of children that I had spoken uh, to the year prior out of Oklahoma City, big garbage bag. And they all said, you know, we're praying for you, get well soon. And I mean, these little eyes are watching me. And so, you know, when tragedy strikes and rubber hits the road, our faith, our message, everything that we stand for is suddenly put to the test. Because when life is going great, we can all talk a good talk. Uh, It's very easy. But I was like, you know, what is the message I'm going to preach in this moment? And so I knew that I wanted to truly give hope. I mean, that's what it's always been about. It's never been about me. You know, it's not as a a speaker, as a a performer, you know, it's, it's not about me. At the end of the day, it's about the people I'm serving. And so as long as I keep that mindset, it it propels me to move forward despite difficult circumstances. And so during that time, whenever I was in the rehab, 
that's when I had gotten this. And I was like, you know, no matter what, I know my life will never be the same, but I can't change it. The only thing I can change is what I do today. That's what will make the difference. And so for me, it, just, it was just day by day saying, all right, I'm going to get back up. I don't feel like it, but I'm going to get back up because I want to encourage others. I do not want to be a victim. I want to live a victorious life. And I knew that in order to do so, I needed that community. And so I was very fortunate with mentors and people that were always in my ear encouraging me. So, I mean, I had my moments where I was like, you know, screw this. I'm done. I don't want to be bothered. But I had people that love me enough not to keep me in that place. And so yeah. that's why community is so important. That's great. I, I love that. Uh, what were the, what was the P and the R again? So the P and I haven't said those. So the P stands yeah, is, uh, yeah, and that's patience. And yeah. just like anything, I mean, in the weight loss journey, whatever your goal may be, you know, brother, you talked about you working for, towards a marathon. And I mean, I, I mean, my word as an athlete, I mean, you can certainly, you know, vouch and it takes patience. It takes time. It takes endurance to reach those goals because things don't just happen overnight. It'd be amazing if they did, but they don't. It's gradual. And so community, patience, and then we have the R, which it kind of goes along with community, but it's renew, renew your mind. We constantly have to feed ourselves good, uplifting content, things that are going to help propel us forward versus backwards. And so good podcast, uh, good mentorship, and good books, good television shows that are going to uplift you, not bring you down, good music. And so, I mean, it, it all makes a difference. But as long as you are immersing yourselves with, with those three things, in some way, shape, or form, you're going to start seeing some form of transformation in your life. And so for me, I think those were three pivotal, pivotal things that I took advantage of. Yeah. I like that CPR community, patience renew. Those are great. Um, I think the next thing I want to talk about is regards to like the burns themselves, because again, kind of relating to some of the clients that I coach and different people who are on a health and fitness journey, a lot of people compare themselves with regards to abilities, but also they compare themselves to the way that they look. And sometimes they lack confidence and they are- The insecurity, they're- Insecurity, yeah, exactly, thank you. They're insecure about how they look. And sometimes it's really hard to get over that. So for you and your burns, did it take you some time to get over maybe some insecurity about- the burns being there or talk to us a little bit about that journey with regards to being open about your burns and them being there. Yeah. Yeah, man. That great question. And, you know, I, I will say that going through this, not only was I scarred physically, but also emotionally. And so there are those two forms of scars. And as I'm setting up there and I'm looking at now my body, I mean, it's, it's all scarred, deformed in ways. It's not what it used to be. And, you know, your mind starts wondering, you know, as far as even, and, you know, I was a single guy at the time. It's like, well, will I find yeah. somebody that will love me despite my injuries? You know, how will my future children see their, their father because of these? You know, He's getting married in June, though, people. That's right. Hey, and, and, <laughs> and she's a beautiful woman and she is just everything I've ever prayed for and wanted. And so 
you know, be encouraged. I mean, you know, it's, it's possible. And so, you know, it, it was a lot. It was relearning to love myself despite the scars that I carry. And I think too, you know, going through this because I, I you, you start reexamining yourself and you look at the world around you and you discover that there's many people that have scars, not so much physical, although there are people that do, but more so emotional. And you see my scars, they can be covered up depending on the style of clothes that I'm wearing. Uh, because I've got scars on my arms, my hands, my entire left leg is scarred. I've got my right foot scarred, third degree spread out my left or right leg, lower back. I mean, I've got a lot of hidden scars that people, if, if I'm in the grocery store and like if I'm wearing long sleeves, they have no idea the scars I carry. And I'm thinking, my gosh, you know, there's a lot of people just like that. People are good at covering up their scars, but underneath there is a lot that has affected them uh, or a lot that may be even keeping them limited. And so, you know, I wrote a book and I released it back in 2018 and the title is Scar Release, Breaking Free of Yesterday's Troubles. And Scar Release is based after a surgical procedure that they do on burn survivors. And so I always talk about my hand and this illustration is that, you know, I have contracture scars and contracture scars occur whenever you have skin grafts. And so they skin graft me, they put, you know, over time, scar heals. And because of the contracture scars, those scars, they can sometimes limit your mobility, especially if they are, are over the top of joints. And so like with my hand, man, I could even hold on to a bottle of water. My hand could, had contracted so much. And so I go in and out and the therapist says, you know, you're, you're gonna need surgery. So I go up to the burn unit, the surgeons assessed me, they were also plastic surgeons too. And they said, we're gonna need to do a surgical contracture release, otherwise known as a scar release. And what they do is they go in and they cut the scar at its root and it frees you up and it allows you to be mobile again. But a scar release procedure does not remove the appearance of a scar. It allows the mobility to move with the scar. And so I take that and I combine that to life because there's a lot of people that have been scarred over different joints, childhood, marriage, maybe they had a bully in school. There, there's multiple things that cause insecurities. And there's, there's those scars that appear. And if they're not properly dealt with, they can limit a person and how they function and move in those areas. And so it's extremely important that we get to the root of whatever the problem may be. Maybe the person needs to forgive. Maybe that person needs to truly love themselves more. And, and how are they going to be able to do that? Self-examine, really just set with yourself. And a lot of people don't like doing that. But when you take the time out, to examine yourself fully, man, it's amazing what you'll find. And when you address those scars, you can be set free. Now, mind you, scars are permanent, whether they're physical or emotional, but it's just not allowing those scars to keep you limited in your life and how you function. When you dug deep and gained self-awareness around your scars, what did you find and how did, how have you overcome them? Yeah. Oh man. I mean, there's, there's so, there were so many things in which I learned about myself and, you know, as a young man, you, some of the things you think were important really weren't important at all, but you, you start just examining, you're like, you know, 
I need to love myself and the fact that I survived something very horrible and tragic. These scars don't have to be ugly. Um, they can really be used to my advantage and serve to my benefit because pain is one of our greatest teachers. And if I begin to look at my scars as badges of honor versus as, you know, these horrible, ugly things, it could really cause a sudden shift and it will transform how I see myself and at the same time, how other people see me because it gains that confidence. And when you are confident, people take notice. Now, mind you, it's not being cocky, arrogance. There's nothing that is, I mean, to me, that is the most unattractive thing in a person. If somebody's cocky, prideful, arrogant, they're annoying. But confidence is something totally different. That you can be confident as a person and say, hey, you know, I, I survived this. Therefore, I am a better person. And out of that, I'm also confident in the fact that I have something of value that I could share with you. There's something that life has taught me. No matter what happens in this life, you can get back up. You can press forward. There is a life worth living. There is a better tomorrow, no matter what you encountered yesterday. And so it's, I mean, it's that in a nutshell, man. I mean, just there's so many things I could break down, uh, but I will say, you know, we can go back to those CPR steps that for me, you know, you can kind of use that too, because I had to go to support groups with other burn survivors and just really recognize that I wasn't alone. There's other people in my same predicament, if not worse, I mean, heck, and I wasn't the, I was one of the few survivors that actually made it out of the burn unit. Many of them sadly did not make it. And so you begin to count your blessings, but also immerse yourself with others that are also struggling. And you learn, you learn from each other. And yet out of that, I mean, you just recognize that, you know, if people at the end of the day, and, and, you know, if people are battling with, you know, their weight or whatever it is, if there's people that will not welcome you into their circles or there's people that will brush you off because of your appearance, they're not worth hanging around because yep. guaranteed people that are cocky, arrogant, miserable, they have their, I believe the root of pride is insecurity. And so people that have a good time talking down on other people, they themselves are very insecure and they're trying to hide something. There's something going on and they're just not man or just not woman enough to admit it. So if there's people out there that are like that, you know what? Brush them off. You don't need them in your life anyhow. You press forward and you find those people that will love you and, and cherish you right where you are, right where you are in the midst of your mess and your circumstance. Because in the long run, then people truly love you for you and that's what you want. And those right people will come into your path. And, and so I, I, you know, like all your listeners, man, I mean, I, Nick, I can tell, man, I mean, you, you love people and, and, you know, you want what's best for them. And so if people can partner along with people that truly care about them, because at the end of the day, people, there's a powerful quote, people don't care about how much you know or what you have to say until they see how much you care about them. And if people can tell that you care about them, man, it changes everything. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. Like, like you said, the community aspect, I, I really do love that CPR acronym because 
if anybody is feeling down, even if it's just right now you're listening to this and you're feeling down right now, you're currently renewing yourself. You're currently practicing that art, no matter what day or week it is. And you're not, you're not feeling your true self or you're the best version of yourself right now. Then you can try to get around a community. You can try to practice a little bit more patience. You can renew yourself by taking in some positive material. So I just love that CPR as a, as a great constant reminder, but, um, couple more questions here. The second to last one is what are three things that are now better in your life because of May 2013? We'll be back to the interview in just a second. But first, I wanted to share a quick testimonial from a past participant of the 10-week transformation program. I started running the 10WT in the beginning of 2020 and I've had over 150 people on counting go through it and they've seen amazing results both inside and out. If you're inspired to join after listening to the testimonial, then go to nickcarrier.com to learn more. We'll get back to the episode in just a minute, but first, here's what they had to say. Hi, I'm Hillary, and I joined the 10-week program for overall fitness goals to work on weight loss and just overall well-being goals. So far, I've lost 12 pounds. Uh, I've gained a lot more muscle. I feel like my endurance has increased, and I've made a lot of new friends. And my favorite thing about the program is all the friends that I've met, also just holding myself more accountable in different areas of life. I feel like I've improved in nutrition, fitness, and just well-being. You should join the next 10-week program. Mm. Oh, man. Whew. Well, there's, there's a whole bunch, but if I can narrow it down to three, um, I will say that my my health overall, it, even though my physical body is not what it used to be, I will say that my mental health is probably the best it's ever been. And so mental health, because I, I'm stronger mentally, physically, yeah, I certainly have my my limitations, but I tell you overall, I'm very blessed and, and I am a healthy guy. I'm not on pain meds. You know, I, I am very blessed. I'll be 32 this year and, you know, hey, I'm young, grateful, you know, hopefully God willing, whenever I get to be in my 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, God willing, you know, I'll still be feeling great. Um, but, you know, right now my health is good. My relationships, because I found people that truly, you know, love and support me and care about me, you know, it's better. Um, and then my my business and, and my career as a whole, I mean, because now I'm speaking all over the world. I mean, with COVID, it's more so virtual nowadays. But this year, I mean, the, I, the calendar's starting to pick up. And, you know, the, a lot of events are happening actually in person. But I'm doing a lot of, you know, corporate events, colleges. I mean, the the audience is a lot more diverse. And, and I'm going to, I mean, I, I spoke at a prison right before COVID. And so, you know, I wrote a book and it became a bestseller. I've got a burn foundation. I'm about to launch in my life coaching program. And so there's just a lot that has happened. And man, it's just, I would say, yeah, health, relationships, and business, man. It, it's, it's all three of those have just been That's awesome. wonderful. That's awesome, dude. Good for you. Good for you. Well, before I ask the last one, I just want to acknowledge you for being able to have such a positive outlook on all these different things that have happened in your life. I love <laughs> the jokes that you entered in with. I think those were absolutely hilarious. Um, great stuff. And just like you said, not being, not having ever really taken on that victim mentality, maybe here and there, but never taken it on for any kind of extended period of time. But for you to take ownership 
of your situation and to get back to the level of health that you currently have, get back to being able to juggle again. I know that was huge for you. So for you having the persistence and getting through the roller coaster, getting through those ups and ups and downs, uh, I just think that's such a such an inspiring story, and I know everybody else here is gonna gonna think so as well, and and absolutely love it. So, oh, thank you, brother man. I, I you know that's it's and that's the whole the whole point is um, to share my story so that people can find themselves in the story, and I mean because I I know I'm not alone, and you know every day yeah. I'm I'm working with people and. Uh, you know, they're encouraging me at the same time because I think I have the greatest job. Me being able to encourage others, it's very therapeutic for myself. So um, yeah. I have no other option but to be uplifted and positive. That's awesome. Well, uh, I know everybody's going to want to go learn more about you and go support you. So make sure you guys follow him on Instagram at the Cody Burns. Burns is B Y R N S. And you can go to his website at codyburns.com. And he mentioned his book, Scar Release. You can go get that book as well. If you want to learn more, a little bit more about his story and get inspired by him, is there any other great place for people to go learn more about you, Cody? Uh, yeah. I mean, if they want to go to my website, codyburns.com, or they can go to epiclifegameplan.com. There's actually a free download that people can get directly. And EPIC is, an also, is also another acronym that I share. Um, if they want to know more about that, they can download that. And that goes right along with the life coaching program I'm about to be launching. That's awesome. That's awesome. Excited for you and, and launching that. That'll be great. Uh, last question here, Cody, is I think that getting closer to the best version of yourself is both a constant journey and a unique journey. I think that we're never at that best version of ourselves, And I also think that the way that I'm going to get closer to the best version of myself is going to be a little bit different than the way that you get closer to the best version of yourself. So the last question is for you personally, if there are three things that you can currently do or three things that you can currently work on to get closer to that best version of Cody Burns that you could possibly be, and what are those three things that you could currently do or currently work on? Mm, well, I think right now the the biggest things that are fresh in my mind is you know I, I'm about to begin the journey of marriage. I'm getting married in June, and so you know being a better man so that I can be the best the best man possible for this woman rising to the occasion. And so really, you know, that's on many different levels. You know, I want to be mentally strong and ready also spiritually and physically, you know, I want to be, I want to live a long life. So, you know, I'm like I shared earlier, you know, I'm still on that physical journey of, of weight loss. I'm still looking to hit that target and my business, you know, I'm certainly, still pushing away to reach as many people as possible. And I'm hoping to host my first uh, live event uh, within not, if it's if not this year in the fall next year. So those are some big things that I'm really looking to, uh, to tackle. I don't know if I said three or over three, but. <laughs> you, you got a few. Yeah. I, I, I basically gather that you want to be the best man that you can be best husband that you can be in kind of the way that you're going to do that is mentally, spiritually, physically, and, and kind of with your business as well. But uh, so, so I had some good stuff in there for sure. But Cody, that's all we got today. I'm excited to hear about your event. You said it out loud, so it's going to happen. Uh, we got to make sure that that does happen either in the fall or, or next year. But awesome stuff today. I know everybody's going to be inspired and going to want to go learn more. So y'all make sure you go check out his website, CodyBurns.com. Follow him on Instagram at the Cody Burns. But Cody, all we got today, man, it was awesome. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate you. 
Man, what an interview with Cody. If y'all enjoyed that, be sure you share it with a friend or family member by sending them to nickcarrier.com slash podcast. And if you'd leave a five-star rating review on the Apple Podcast app, that would be a huge help as well. All you have to do is scroll down to the bottom and then click the button that says rate and review. But y'all, Cody's perspective on his car accident and on his burns in general has been so amazing. Like he said, there were tough times when he was down throughout the situation, but more than anything else, he's used the car accident as a vehicle pun intended, kind of, not really, but (laughs) he's used the car accident literally as a vehicle for him to communicate his message of hope, to communicate his message to others that no matter what happens to you, you can use it as a positive thing and you can turn, make a positive spin on it and get through it. Be sure y'all go learn more about Cody by going to codyburns.com and that's Burns, B-Y-R-N-S. And you can follow him on Instagram at the Cody Burns. Whatever it is that you might be struggling with right now, ask yourself, how is this happening for me? and not to me. Don't take on the victim mentality of this is happening to me or nothing good is gonna come out of it. Adopt the mindset of this is happening for me. For some reason, I don't really know why now, but if you have the mindset of this is happening for me, then you can figure out how you can make it a positive thing. That's exactly what Cody did and that's what you can do and adopting that mindset will undoubtedly help you continue to get closer and closer to your best you.